0: Imagine having conversations with some of the most influential people of our time. You and I will be doing exactly that on this episode of Visionaries and Influencers Podcast. Today's conversation made possible in part by Rockstars Podcast Studios, creators of podcasting as a service, offering rentals, production, and distribution. Visit rockstarspodcaststudios.com. And also by Podcasters Directory, the world's largest directory for and about podcasters. Register now at podcastersdirectory.com. Now, let's join Rich Casanova broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks for a conversation with today's visionary and influencer.
1: Oh man, have we got a visionary influence? We got a VIP here in our podcast theater today. And I'm going to turn the reins over to uh, none other than Mr. Michael Moore is going to be uh, running the run of show here today. Also, that noise you heard in the background is none other than Rich Hart. We're actually at his space, uh, which is bigger than life as he is. Larger than life. Larger <laughs> right. than life. So, uh, Michael, why don't you take it from here?
2: All right. Thank you, Rich. Man, it is a pleasure to be here. This is Michael Moore and, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on the Visionary and Influencers podcast today. We have the chairman of NSA National with us today, and we've just finished up a rock star day, literally. And we're we're here in Rich Hart Studios. So they and, and also Rich Casanova's in the room, and he's turned the reins over a little. But we're going to go about kind of the what's the past, what's the present, and what's the future look like for the visionaries of speaking? Because we, Rich Hart, is a is a speaker. Um, Our special guest today, Barry Banther, is uh, from up from Florida. And it is just absolutely amazing to know what the marketplace is doing today. And uh, working with entrepreneurs and business owners and and thought leaders, uh, we're going to get some perceptions and, and possibly... We're going to pull the curtain back on the future just a little bit today about what's going to happen. So, Mr. Banter, coming up from Florida and being the experts you are, talk to us a little bit about the process you've been going through. And how did you get to this place other than being a WGST rock star years ago? You're back to Atlanta. Welcome to the sound
3: effects before the show. Well, well, Michael, thank you. Thank you. So it's a pleasure to be here. We are sitting in the future of speaking in these studios. We're sitting in a beautiful podcast theater. There's a podcast studio. There's another studio that has multifunctional ability for video, for live streaming. That's the future of speaking. Speaking on a stage, getting on an airplane, going gig to gig, while that will still be part of our future, it will not be, in my opinion, the predominant part of our future. It's going to be a hybrid because one of the things that's happened is is this format has allowed us to create value without having to have physical presence. Now, a bit about how I got here. I grew up in rural Georgia, went to college in Georgia, very fortunate to get involved in running a business early in life and had success in that. And then in Florida, in that business, being able to transition into a community leader Served time as a college president. I served three governors. As whoa, director. whoa,
2: served time. Hold it. That's what he was. <laughs> that may be a story we don't want to go into today. Every,
3: every college president listening to this is saying, yes, see, I, know <laughs> served, <laughs> I know exactly what he's— So here's the key. When, when a person becomes a new college president, you're taught that you want to prepare three envelopes. And you tell your successor, when you hit your first difficult spot, open the first envelope. You open the first envelope, and it says, blame the academic dean. Yes. (laughs) When you hit your next tough spot, you open the second envelope. Blame the board of directors. When you hit your third tough Mm -hmm. spot, open the third envelope, and it reads... Prepare three envelopes. So they understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. You still have a job. That's, that's there that. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. So so and, and then I, I I served in the administration of three governors as their appointee to oversee private higher education in Florida, and I was elected three terms as chairman of the board. For 25 years, I've had a consulting, speaking, and training firm with clients all over North America and many in Western Europe, the international clients, working now primarily with large family-owned businesses, helping them work together in business and live together in harmony. So the future for the clients that I work with and this is happening throughout many private businesses and family businesses, which we all know, these are the predominant businesses in our community. We have an aging out group of owners who are trying to transition, transition to a younger group of owners in the family, many of whom who don't want to be in the family business. So that's where I spend a lot of my time in my arena. Now, speaking at a business conference, there'll be 500 business owners. I'll speak on generational transition, on success planning. We get those calls in our office Do you do succession planning? And we say, well, unless you're calling from London, it doesn't work. (laughs) Uh, We do success planning. We'll help determine... What would be the best success path for each member of your family? And then let's help them achieve that, whether it has anything to do with the business or not. So am I going to be speaking at those kind of conferences? I haven't since March, and I've done some virtual, and we'll do more virtual, and that virtual's got to up its game. It's got to be much higher quality production, like Rich does here. It's got to be higher value. Uh, We'll eventually get back on those stages. But right now, if you're a person of influence, you have to be asking yourself, how can I cascade my expertise into the marketplace without having to be physically present. That reality is with us for the very uh, lengthy future, I would say another six to 12 months.
2: That's the short story, but you know, longer story is, and you hit on it many times today, and we'll we'll talk to the audience about it because this is going to, this is going to be one of those evergreen products because Mm -hmm. we are going to be taking gentle half steps. Mm -hmm. So you just echoed what was going on here in rich heart global today you know, how do you see people upping their game? Talk about what you see that, and you've just finished, we just finished Influence at the NSA, right. and there's a lot of people came to the stage with a lot of ideas that are going to be influential. So talk about what you see here, and then we'll sure. also get some feedback from the other two guys here. So
3: imagine you're speaking, you're in a ballroom, there's 1,000, 1,500 people, you create the excitement of the room, the excitement of the people, you create the excitement of what's happening on the screen, and that plays into the participants' Uh, take away from the meeting, their enjoyment of the meeting, their desire to do it again. Take that away and it changes radically. I'm sitting in my office or I'm sitting in my easy chair looking at my laptop, staring at this very small screen, and I I only get a one-dimensional experience. So to up our game, we've got to try to create it more three-dimensional. Have you seen Major League Baseball lately? They put these characters <laughs> 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 exactly. really, the Really? They're not going to play. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: looking at that redhead behind home plate still. You know, she's exactly. still there.
3: <laughs> so, so I think Major League Sports has this challenge. Think about college football. Now, I, I'm from the Southeastern Conference. Woo! As far as I'm concerned, that is college football. Right. Exactly. Can you imagine it without any fans in the stands? I, I can't imagine that. So how we up our game, we've got to get in the seat of the viewer of that Virtual experience, and ask ourselves how can we create a much more three hundred and sixty experience for them. And I'm counting on Rich and Rich to create that. Well, the let's, rich go, let's
2: go to one, let's go to one Rich. Let's talk about what what we see in terms of how how in the world do you find you know we're in the National Speakers Association, and everybody knows you can just go to the website. But you know if you're not a national speaker and you're trying to move your game up. Rich Hart just had to come off the road. He was traveling every week. Right. He was a, he was an influencer in Miami to New York as I remember and right. places all in between and west. So, you know, what are we seeing? Rich Hart, you you're you're here at home today.
4: What what's going on in your world? Imagine that. You know, Barry, what you were saying before about the um the need all right, to get out what we do is a specialization, so skills, natural, tools, talents, the techniques are extremely important. Um, even though we've entered a, a very, very strange time in a very, very strange world with a very, very strange place, uh, we have to find a way to adapt. All right, um, even before this, Michael, I mean, guys, take a look at this. Um, when we saw the millennials now starting to take over the world, did I say it that way? Uh, maybe, but <laughs> it Lost traction in the mud, right, I guess. And when we saw that, there was a change of technology then. Uh, early adapters of going into what we're doing here today did not even recognize it, didn't even see it. And I went to a lot of my larger influencing and, and, and contacts and clients and customers. That's everything from the military to the National Association of Realtors all the way down to um, financial institutions. And all these folks that turned around and said, we don't see what it is that you're putting together. And the vision was there is that knowing that the millennials were now taking, not only because of the millennials, but the millennials were taking over the world technology. What we saw happen with Microsoft and, and the new areas themselves adopted through Apple and the new technologies that are out there by many, many, many companies. You know, um, Zoom. We only knew how to spell it. That's about it. But now we live it and work it and, and develop those dynamics every day, day in, day out. Um, this is new. This is new for a lot of folks. Um, well, I mean, so-
1: you you had a whole business model in place, not only traveling as a nationally known speaker, right. conferences and so forth, but creating this one-of-a-kind, unique facility. Matter of fact, in, um, what was it, uh, January, yeah. we had over 100 podcasters here for a live audience. Right. The uh, founder of the second largest podcasting event flew in, and it was just phenomenal. And then like a flip of a switch, you know, it all changed. And it was your ability to, to pivot, but Barry, I mean... How, w- you know businesses that you've been coaching and working with for years. What are some, what's a story that might come to mind of how they've had to pivot and kind of retool themselves? And you mentioned on stage earlier today about like you've either got to. Uh, some people will just hunker down and just kind of be in a wait and see mode, and that's not ideal, right?
3: Well, we don't realize how many jobs in the West, certainly, really worldwide, depend on tourism and travel, and so that ripples throughout the economy. So, my clients that are, for example, in Florida that are heavy into citrus. So part of their citrus market is booming because people right, are buying yeah. more orange juice to drink at home. Right. And yet other parts of their business are not because people are taking a different tack on something else. So you have to have, here's the phrase that I say to my clients, it's time to have a high tolerance for ambiguity. Hmm. A high
1: tolerance <laughs> ambiguity. Write that one down. Yeah. And got Say that a, again. A high tolerance, high tolerance for Ram ambiguity. Fear
4: of the unknown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, and, and speaking of fear, that was a closing comment uh, today in conversation. That went in interesting directions of people's you know, yeah. fears, and you really were able to kind of uh, handhold them through that and, and give them some great insight.
2: So right. how, how, the the fears that you're, you're seeing out in your clients, because you work with generational businesses, you work mm-hmm. with family businesses, that are first, second, third, general, or right. second, third generation, they, otherwise they're not a family business, right? right? <laughs> so so some of the things that you're seeing is is they, people are responding over the last three to five or six months. Is, is Tell us some of those things you see so out there. So
3: some you. of the challenges is that the second or third generation just doesn't want to stay in that business. Now the, the COVID response is changing some of that because the market is not as open to them as it was to go do something else. Right. Right. But there's a resistance to stay in the business, and then there's an enormous amount of private equity out there. I'll give you an example. Uh, let's take the HVAC industry. Uh, you know, heating and air conditioning. Uh, that's in high demand. High demand. I have a, some HVAC contracting families in Fairfield County, Connecticut. Who are just exploding with people moving from Manhattan, right. buying homes in Fairfield County, right. and they want a brand new HVAC system with the highest filter, et cetera. Right. They can't hire people fast enough to do the work. Right. The next yeah. generation says, I'm not working six days a week. I'm not working seven yep. days a week. So private equities come in, right. private equities rolling these up. We're going to see, I believe, a greater influence of private equity money in the business market than we're going to see institutional money.
2: Well, that's certainly visionally expand and influencing process. Uh, Rich, in terms of Looking at at how you we equip people, you know, we're we're training people, we're seeing people changing and vocationally changing. So you want to talk to that a little bit?
1: Well, I mean, you know, just like everybody in the room, as well as every listener, I think if you're in business or just employed, you know, maybe you may not own the business, but, um, you know, we've all had to kind of rethink. And, you know, my experience has been uh, not unlike many other people where, you know, we had a business model, we were on a fast track in a lane, and then all of a sudden, you know, like the the carpet just got pulled out from under you. And so- You have um, carpet still? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I heard a a phrase uh, from uh, a mentor that that I've recently been working with, with. And they said this amazing statement to me that just resonated from day one. It says, don't let what you can't do stop you from doing what you can do.
4: Right, or need to do.
1: Right. But it's like, that's just powerful. You think about that. Cause we get, we get frozen sometimes in this kind of, you know, we're going to hold on to. but um, I mean, we had to take our podcasting platform that was virtually rocking and rolling with people in the studio and they didn't really want to come in a studio at mm-hmm. that point. So we built some online platforms. We built the podcast theater with Richard global here. And so, um, I, I mean, my question is more back to, and I don't know how you can maybe, uh, c- condense this into what was a whole day event, uh-huh. but talking about, you know, these, uh, uh, the cognitive cognitive competency, which you mentioned about your business, and that's you know the lane you're in with the family businesses. But how do you give kind of a synopsis about that?
3: So the customer became king when Sam Walton developed Walmart, and he began to yep. be a great disruptor. Amazon became a disruptor when you could buy the business and it disrupted retail. Where we sit today, and this is true with almost all of my clients, I think it's going to be true, Everything has to be client or customer centric. It has to start with them and then come inside. So, what do my podcasting clients need? Start there, bring it back out. And that's true in any industry or business you're in. So, there's going to be an emphasis on the consumer's choices like there's never been before. And if consumer spending remains low for the rest of 20, maybe possibly 21 it's going to drive a lot of businesses into complete decline. So we're yeah. going to have disruption. With that mm-hmm. automatically comes opportunity.
2: There, there's going to be changes uh, every time we turn around. Literally over the last few months, we've seen that. You talked today about people pivoting, and mm-hmm. we've heard that term pivot education. So how are people responding, of, you know, this employee change and this inclusion? You know, we're here in, this, in the summer of uh, – This is 2020, still, and Mm -hmm. it seems like time's flying by so quickly, Mm -hmm. but where do you see business owners making the difference that's going to really protect their companies so that they, they are a stayer rather than a goner?
3: So many of the business owners that I work with that hire laborers are beginning to recognize that they've got to have a whole different uh, different approach to what we used to call minority employees. Today, that's not true. There mm. are that, no minorities. There are no anymore. minority <laughs> employees. But they're people of color. They're people of inclusion and diversity. And they make up a significant part of the workforce. And you have to find a way to blend those together. And of course, that's tough in any business. We all know that. But that's definitely where the future is. Because the number of millennials and Gen Zs and Xers outpaces the number of boomers by sure, far, so we're on a fast track where we've got to have an employee base that looks like the community, so that requires more training, more mentoring, better hiring practices, all of that is coming right yeah, it, it's for and changing being able to too. Change.
4: and that's the whole yes. thing it's the change the change factor is huge all right because of the fact itself, and you know you you said earlier it was a word about a fear when you fear itself for tomorrow, so unfortunately now we're more of a change mode. Right. And we really have to push and develop into a change mindset. Right. All right. To say, okay, let's get client centric back. What are the things themselves we have to pull back in? Because there were certain parts of industries today that I haven't even gotten back yet.
3: But Rich, it couldn't be more true. Remember what Dan Thurman said in our meeting today. We were riding bicycles downhill thinking we were <laughs> stellar athletes. That's That's right, right. Yeah. And suddenly we wake up and realize this is going to be difficult and we may not have been. The, the, the tide was raising everybody in this unprecedented market. Those days have passed. So now it's going to require a more focus. More tolerance for ambiguity, more willingness to risk than I think any time in my life.
1: One of my favorite things I heard about change recently it says change is good. You first, <laughs>
2: right? But um, what <laughs> I think we're going to write that one down. So, so we're we going to go in the marketplace of putting tweets out that that everybody uses. You talked about communications down, down, and upward and sideways right. in your practice right now. What can we as visionaries and influencers do to? Put the right information out in front of people.
3: So from my perspective, and podcasting has been this great explosion, and we've seen it on the broadcast side on Amazon Prime, Prime, Netflix, et cetera. So people have multiple channels they can choose from. So we have to be able, in my opinion, to craft our purpose as a podcaster or our purpose as a broadcaster or our purpose as a media producer, social media, whatever. You know, what's the value to the client? And we have to find a way to get that value in front of the potential client. And our clients may not be demographically as identifiable as they once were. And so we may have a podcast for visionaries and influencers that has 22-year-olds and 50-year-olds on. And so we have to be able to do a better understanding of how do we target the message where we attract the attention of our ideal audience.
1: Uh, share uh, one of the comments you made in, in near the end of uh, this afternoon when you talked about um, without getting political – you talked about more the culture of the nation. Collectively, we've got to go a different direction. We've got to solve. And in and, and your life experience, you shared, you went through a lot of uh, struggles that are similar to what we're experiencing today. But I thought it was an interesting observation. You said um, the current, you know, your generation and, and most of ours in the room, needs to look at bringing up the 30- and 40-year-olds. Talk about that that point that you made. So
3: when I look at my life, I don't have enough years left to get into a 10- or 15-year experiment. It's foolishness. Right. <laughs> we, 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 what, we need to, what we need to be doing, those of us who are influencers of age, yeah, right. we need to be reaching out to those that are in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and helping enable them, empower them to step up and lead to benefit us. It benefits us if they're productive workers, productive business owners. And so we need to be able to step to the side. I was barely at 18 years old, carrying a sign in the 1960s, don't trust anybody over 30. I need to take my own advice now and do more and more that I can. And I'm doing that. I've got several clients that are made up of 20-somethings that I'm trying to help them learn some basic things of business so they can step up and lead. You know, but, or, uh,
4: but Barry, those, those individuals themselves, the 30s, 40s that we're bringing up, I usually coin out there that motivation is a mindset. Inspiration is an experience, all right? And within this, these individuals that are coming up, it's a different type of group. You're exactly right. So we've got a group that's coming behind them, the
3: group that's just now hitting their 20s. There's been a lot of research on that group. And I heard a researcher describing those that are in that group that are, they, they, were, they were born you know just before 9-11 or since 9-11. Right. And so here's the example that the researcher gave. He said, imagine your grandfather with a cell phone. He said their work ethic is like your grandfather's was. They're not interested in getting promoted quickly. They're people of loyalty. Look, it'd be a great podcast in the future just on that generation mm, right. because they are different than the ones. You're, you're exactly right about those in the 30 and 40 you're category right. with respect. Different to Different change, many, different mindset. Different mindset, but there's a whole new mindset now coming for the next group.
2: Okay, so you know we know that we're the old guys, all right. So, <laughs> so Barry, Spearing yourself, there, young man. Well, well, yeah. You know, uh, I am the oldest person in the room, by the way. I've done the math on that already, but uh, it's a pleasure to be here today, still. Me too. And me I'll be too. here for another few years. But you know, Barry Banther is is here from Florida to help us out today. We're really appreciative of the fact you've been here in Georgia helping NSA Georgia pitch off their new year. Yeah, this is a, a tremendous level of responsibility, but. What's what's the best NSA pitch you can tell us? Because we're recruiting speakers well, out there. We are and, recruiting thought and leaders.
1: And for people listening, what is NSA? Yeah. We're not talking about the government yeah. agency, yeah. right? Yeah. No.
3: <laughs> it's a three-letter, though. <laughs> NSA is the National Speakers Association. It's the Association for Professional Development, learning to craft your ability to speak, learning to craft your business, whether you're a speaker, trainer, coach, or consultant. Here's the best reason to join. I joined NSA 22 years ago. My business has grown every single year because of the people I associate with, and I learned how to grow my business. Get involved in NSA. You'll be better on your podcast, better on the stage, better coaching, and you'll learn how to build a profitable business.
2: Man, where do I sign up? That sounds awesome. We got it. We got it. Now, Barry, you just started a two-year term. Talk about what you see next in this process for national speakers as they go through this time, which is very different and very difficult. So there's three
3: things the National Speakers Association is having to do in this current environment. Number one, we are going to make our largest investment in technology ever because we've got to make it very easy as an association to communicate with us, to do business together. Secondly, and this is something Rich and I have been talking about, we've got to find a way to create community virtually because that's really the essence of what people have enjoyed over the years, masterminding with fellow colleagues and learning from them. So finding a way to create community without taking a health risk, that's big. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, we're beginning our largest recruitment effort ever reaching out to people who do not see themselves as part of NSA. NSA doesn't look like them right now, but there are thousands of men and women who make their living speaking, training, consulting, doing podcasts. We want to be one of the places. We're not the only place, but we, we believe we're one of the places where they can learn how to develop themselves professionally and succeed.
2: Well, I appreciate that. Rich Hart, I've, been, I've known Rich for about 15 years. You've been an NSA guy for? Uh, 15,
4: 15 years. years. Yeah, right. He takes I a deep breath. Well over, now, well now over Rich Casanova has been,
2: been with us for two years in NSA. And, Barry, you said 22 years. 22 years
3: in NSA, 22. yes. I've
2: been around about 15 years myself, and I can tell you there is not a better place to meet better people. No. And Nsa, unless they're the ones that paying like-minded,
4: like-minded, right. like-minded people, like-minded, like-minded people slowly. who are growing like-minded together, people.
2: who are performing together, and who are looking for the next generation. We exactly. have speakers here today. I was on the uh, podcast with you earlier. We were on a Zoom call with you earlier, and the quality of questions that came from the crowd. Oh, my goodness, there are people who need to be closer yes. together. So yes. talk a little bit about the next uh,
3: six months for you. What's going on? So the next, yeah. What
1: are your challenges and wins? I guess, or you know, so, best go- so, best case so, scenario.
3: A couple of challenges. First challenge is identifying those associations that we can collaborate with, where we can help each other. Every association is facing the challenge of not being able to have in-person meetings, which is usually a significant form of revenue. So working with other associations, finding ways to collaborate, that's very, very important. Secondly, navigating how we've produced since March of this year, more online training and education than in the history of the association. We've produced more than any other professional association in America right now. We're just launching The Vault. Which is a collection of curated material for speakers, trainers, coaches, and consultants—the largest gathering of that in the world, where you can go and get everything from contracts to stagecraft Good. to marketing. Wow. We've got to expand that more. We've got to be able to recruit those who need what we have to offer, and we need to have what they offer. And if we can do that, then we can make a tent that's big enough where we can all find our place in that.
2: Well, Barry, you, you know one of the things you outlined today, and I said as we wrap it up, we'll look for final comments, but. You mentioned when you started your presentation to our group today and we had the NSA Georgia start of the new year, you said these are the best of the times, these are the worst of times. So talk about what you actually feel that we're going to see in the future.
3: Well, I think these are the worst of times in that it has exploded our vision of who we were. It's the best of times in that we now have the opportunity to create the kind of people, the kind of professionals, the kind of culture we want to be. But that requires work. And we have to step up and be able to do that work.
2: Well, guys, we're here at Visionary I, and Influencers, Podcasters, and Rich, you've got a word for us.
1: Well, just, uh, uh, Barry, if you would um, tell the rest of that story, like Paul Harvey, right? So on the stage today, you you opened with that, and that was a theme, but you you referenced where that, uh, where that came from right. and the other piece to that, right? Sure.
3: So Charles Dickens wrote 20 books. He died in 1870 since he passed away in 1870, none of those 20 books have been out of print. An amazing author. And in The Tale of Two Cities, he begins with, it was the worst of times, it's the best of times. And I bet all of our audiences heard that. But the very next sentences, most people haven't heard. It was a time of great wisdom, a time of great foolishness. So we get to choose. Am I going to use this time to do things that are foolish, or am I going to use this time to do things that are wise? Listening to this podcast, associating with people that you know who are trying to grow, that's where wisdom lies. Wisdom lies lies in the collective collaboration with each other. And if we do that, we'll create a better community, a better profession, a better culture than we have now.
1: I I really love what you said earlier, um, this idea of the virtual community. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's the future, at least for the short term. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's do a quick round table of how the uh, listeners listening to the uh, visionaries and influencers podcast, uh, just a quick shout out to who's here and how they would best reach out to you. So I'll just start off since I'm on the mic right now yeah. is uh, rich Casanova easiest way. is just rich That'll go right to my LinkedIn page and uh, you can spell it with one or two S's because I got both
3: <laughs> Barry at Barry at
4: BarryBanther.com.
2: Pretty simple. And That's,
4: Rich. This is Rich at RichHeart.com. Rich, R-I-C-H at RichHeart, H-A-R-T.com. Uh, rich Heart Global Value Core Studios uh, located in downtown beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs>
2: Cl- close to the river. And lastly, it's good to be with you today. I'm Michael Moore. My this pleasure. Is, this is Visionary and Influences Podcast. You can find me at a very simple website, a very simple email. It's called Results atlanta at gmail.com, or you can find me at Michael E. Moore on LinkedIn. I look forward to being with you next time. And, man, Barry, thank you for being thank with you. us today. No, thank Rich, you. thank Rich, you. Thanks for the great facility. And, Rich Hart, thank you for punching the buttons well.
0: On behalf of the Pro Business Channel Networks, We want to thank you for listening and today's influencer for sharing their vision. And to Rockstars Podcast Studios, creators of podcasting as a service, offering rentals, production, and distribution. Visit rockstarspodcaststudios.com. Also, to Podcasters Directory, the world's largest directory for and about podcasters. Register now at podcastersdirectory.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now across the PBC syndicated networks, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Share this episode using the EasyShare social media links and join Rich Casanova next time for more conversations with visionaries and influencers.